0: There have been these uh, different threads, and uh, one of them was after lovemaking. I had this very visceral vision of this fish that was sliced open, all its insides were pulled out. And I remember in the vision, there had to be something of the fish because of what I was seeing in the fish's eyes, this way it had of just not looking in, but only coming out you said to me something about the self being eviscerated. When I saw the movie Braveheart, the last scene of that movie and what happened to him and his eyes reminded me of that fish. I wanted to ask you what that movie meant to you.
1: The beauty of givenness. The purity of givenness. Into love, into deeper purpose and vision, into battle.
0: What did the last scene mean to you?
1: Being so given that you are irretrievable given to what matters more than what's common and familiar. Familiar loses all of its deadening effect and its call.
0: I guess the most prominent impact of the movie was just the sense of flesh just how in the movie it was just relentless how the flesh was impacted by everything and what came to me was this sense of like the payment is in flesh that's when it becomes really real
1: when you pay for it in your flesh that means that the voice of your flesh has you no more Your nervous system has you no more. Freed of your flesh, your flesh is also freed of you. Everything can finally change.
0: Can you say something about the beauty of what was coming out of the fish's eyes?
1: Unconfined seeing. Undetermined seeing. Freed seeing.
0: When you've been speaking About prison, is that what it really is? It's just what's in our flesh and what's in our nervous system? Is that the prison that you've been speaking about?
1: The prison is external control over your flesh. The inner meaning of it. To get you out of reality and to keep you out. All of your energy then goes into what's other than real, which is the payoff to the prison. It gives purpose and a form of life to the external control.
0: What's been coming to me is this sense of, like, it just takes one held belief for that to happen.
1: Each held belief demands another. It can't exist alone. It insists on support.
0: even a belief we hold in ourselves about why we're here, why we're with you, about you, is just the same kind of belief.
1: Yes. If you're believing what you directly know the truth of in the quietude of your heart, beliefs of any kind have no appeal to you. When you are in the stream of believing what you know, you won't form beliefs of
0: that. And when we begin to come to the end of those kind of beliefs, that what we fall into is something like our nature. Yes. Is it like the same nature as we find in nature, but just we have more spectrum? And if we let our nature move, it instantly moves into something we do. It's a living movement. So there is a real timeline in it, and that I can even fulfill what I knew in that movement later, but it's not the same because it might be fulfilled on a belief later. Whereas in the beginning, it's like our real nature. It's almost like there is a real timeline where it's alive, and after that, it may not be alive anymore. Can you say anything about that?
1: Being this is intimacy. When you are intimate with what you know, the intimacy of that takes you because you are in a body and you have a self with which to do. When the intimacy with what you know takes you, that turns into the intimacy of doing what you know. Intimacy is to develop form. That intimacy gets to do. That's yourself being taken over by intimacy.
0: So you can go back to something you knew if you go into the intimacy of the beingness of what you knew at the time. You can still move. Is that what editing means? That you can still move in that intimacy?
1: You can go back and redo anywhere where you left being and doing intimately. Any emotional judgment is devoid of real intimacy. A beingness that is closed
0: and hard. I heard someone say that, that you said that no one's leaving prison. Isn't it possible for us to let all those beliefs die in our bodies?
1: That frees you in prison. It doesn't free you of prison.
0: So you're saying, the prison is the forces that are working on us through the use of our beliefs and the meanings that we've packed into our flesh. So the forces will still work on us, so we'll still feel pressure. We just won't respond in the same way if we didn't have those beliefs. What would the pressure do to us instead?
1: where you are intimate with what you really are, it draws up what you really are right into the surface. What you really are gets to be your life in prison. The greater the difficulty, greater the depth that's drawn up of what you really are into
0: the surface. A couple of days ago, I had this thought, just be in your flesh. And then when I went into my flesh, it just felt like I wanted to die. Is that some belief I was holding or something that made me want to die? What was that?
1: You feeling all the way through into what is so much not like you. Your body, its inner substance that fills your flesh, is made of what you have been in your body. When you are in that substance, Without compensation, you are in a, a, what is like a dead, not real environment. And it's your body. You can shift that by liking being in your body. It doesn't matter the inner substance of your body. Liking being in it shifts you to the intimacy of being, even within such substance, which shifts that substance.
0: There was something I found restful in it, but at one point, I had a sense of it wasn't good to let it become something. I just had a sense to watch this when I asked you something about when we embody, when it becomes our body, what we know, we won't be able to choose not to do what we know. When I heard myself say that, everything just shifted. I felt this presence come in, and then it was like gone, like that wanting to die was gone what happened, what was I doing before, and what was I doing when it left?
1: It shifted what inner body you were relating to, from the body of yourself and your relationship to it, to your inner body of being, which opens your nervous system to its deeper levels. your nervous system opens into the nurture and the intimacy of reality.
0: So was it just a switch or was it a transformation of something?
1: It was a shift in you, awareness, which shifted your orientation from your self-body to your being-body, which shifted your nervous system to its deeper levels, shifting your whole sense perception in your body.
0: Is that like a compensation? in some way, rather than just being in that dying body. It felt like, for the whole seminar, as if I'd been almost like a ghost in this kind of backdrop of everything, and yet I was in everything, but somehow I wasn't involved in the normal way. And then, in the meeting last night, something really engaged in me. I felt like I'm meant to be all of these levels of me almost like at once. And the other part of that was that today when I came into the cafe, I felt like I was more here and engaging and talking to people more. But there was this echo, almost like from other dimensions. It was like echoing through.
1: That's knowledge intimately moving as perspective. It's like the the winds of reality moving through you. As it does, you see differently, think and feel differently. What is, what really is to you, is all different. It's a little like reality, dreaming, in you. In that circumstance. And as you are given to the dream, it becomes you and it takes you. You'll lose yourself to reality. You and yourself won't be lost to your beliefs anymore. All there is, is the intimacy of the truth within. It's what you are, and it's how you move.
0: It's like a dream, like the dream of reality, did you say? No.
1: It's like reality, dreaming in you. It's intimate. And if you believe what you're knowing in the dream, in reality dreaming in you, in your day, you wake up. You wake up as reality.
0: That other me that I know is more than this reality. That other me, that just moves, 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 moves. How is that connected to reality?
1: It's the deeper levels of reality moving because you're being them. You're being the levels of reality, being them right there in yourself instead of being yourself.
0: Can I ever consciously move it all together, so even if I'm in one particular level, I I know all the rest?
1: No. Not until in your development it all comes together.
0: So I am knowing a possibility?
1: You're knowing the possibility because it's close.
0: I had a sense last night, when I was like, knowing this possibility, I feel like it it all rests on the weakest body. Is that how it is?
1: Your weakest body is inclusive of your stronger bodies. Your stronger bodies are not inclusive of your weaker bodies. Being the weakest is of intimacy, filling all of your bodies. The flow of that unifies in movement your bodies, enabling you to move in yourself as one.
0: And when you say the weakest body, you're speaking about just knowing.
1: Your body of knowledge.
0: Your body of knowledge needs to become flesh, basically. Yes. Is that when it can become one? Yes. And I had this dream. In a dream, I was with William and you and Leanne and we were in an apartment together. It was very simple. I was going about doing stuff and you just finished the seminar, I glanced at you and you looked exhausted and I kind of registered it because I've never seen you like that actually and somehow I carried on moving. The appearance of you didn't really shake me, even in that you were the same.
1: You got the truth of it despite appearances. Normally, appearances suggest the truth of something. And we believe what we see without listening to what we know in what we see. In the dream, you manifested a circumstance And in that circumstance, you believed what you knew. Your psyche created a problem, and in that problem, you believed what you knew. You answered your psyche with what
0: you knew. It's actually only about attuning, it doesn't matter what level, to this living knowledge.
1: In that you you move as intimacy. It's what connects all of you.